Welcome to DJ Coffee Talk. Do you ever hear a song, see a piece of art, or hear an idea and think to yourself, I wonder who made that? What do they like? That's what we aim to do here on the podcast. We sit down and share a cup of coffee with artists and creators of all forms to get a better understanding of the human behind the art. Our goal is to bridge the gap between art and audience, creators and their creations, and to cultivate shared humanity with each conversation. We're really excited to have you listening and hope you enjoyed today's episode. On today's episode, we meet with Andrew Craffick Whitman. Andrew produces under the name AVKW and primarily releases trap, bass, and wave music. He's currently based out of the Bay Area, where he works in collaboration with a few promotional agencies. If you're curious as to what those promotional agencies are, it's going to be listed in the description of this episode. So if you want to get connected to some new and -and up-and-coming artists, check out the description and you'll find a gateway to meet some. Back to Andrew, he has a history in music and spent his teenage years performing as a guitarist with his band. He's currently finding his way in the music industry of the 21st century, and he shares his insights and perspectives from this journey that he's had over the past couple of years. All things considered, he's a dope human, and we really think you guys are going to enjoy the show. Here's a sneak peek of Forest, a single that AVKW just released off of Bonsai Records. He was super pumped about that and it's an incredible song so here's a quick sneak peek of it and definitely check it out if you like the the sneak peek but uh don't go too far because we're talking to him directly after that myself and that's to make music that I really like to, to listen to myself and to keep one-upping myself mm-hmm. um, I, I, I've noticed that with projects and sessions like I tend to I tend to like let them grow with me like I go through bouts of hating them I go through bouts of wanting to delete them I go through phases of like loving them and really like getting like 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 really enjoying listening to them and then it's just flip-flops all the time and what I've learned is to keep one-upping myself and to try and keep making stuff that I really like. Uh, and then the second thing is to make things that other people would like to. Um, that, that's a huge goal of mine is like, I, I would love for, I, 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 when, when I, the littlest, even the littlest compliment of like, Hey, this was really good. Like it goes a, like a long way for me because it's just like that, 
that that means so much because it's, it's a like priority to stay working on stuff that means something to you first and then you focus on your audience is that really your relationship with definitely you? i definitely think like you know the artistic uh independence is such a huge thing like i think like like someone like Getter, for example, like I, I'm, I'm not the biggest Getter fan, but um, like, but I definitely respect the dude. I think he's hilarious. Um, but he, he's a, he was a, a original dubstep guy. And then he made like, just like full on like wonk, 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 wonk. And then went to make his, uh, forget the, his record name. He made it. Yes. Visceral. And like that was so cool to me that he just was like yep i flipped on it like this is this is what i like this is my thing like this is my this is the music that i listen to right now this is what i made and i can and i did and like that even though he got so much flack for that and he got so much hate uh, and he shouldn't have done that he shouldn't have gotten hate from that like at all um it, it, that that but that meant a lot for me to see cuz i was like damn like this dude he could have easily just done his getter thing, but he decided to do a completely switch up on, on his audience and himself. And so I think at the end of the day, like, like, you know, I, I've come from making, you know, playing jazz music and blues music and progressive rock and like math rock and electronic music is such a new thing for me. Who's to say that down the road, I don't want to do some kind of elements from that stuff. So it's like, I, I, I'm, I'm so yeah, to answer your question, definitely like for myself first, um, but I, I, but also like having people like, like react to your music and, and, you know, add your song or like add Spotify for artists. It'll say how many people are like listening at one time. Like sometimes I'll just, I'll just go on there every once in a while and I'll see like one person listening. I'm like, Oh, thank you. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's so sweet. Like, like, thank you. like that means so much to me. I don't know. Like I, I, uh, and so, yeah, like that, just even just like the, like the little, like I, I've had uh, any listen goes a long way, you know, and it's just like, and I just really appreciate it. Cause at the end of the day, I'm, I'm doing this for, for me. And then if other people really like it too, then I, then that means the world. Um, I would say like more of a professional goal for me is um, I, I, do, I could give a fuck about money. Like, I really don't care, but like that, that's such a, that's such a last thing, but like, a professional goal for me is I love uh, my, my, my ultimate dream goals are to get recognition from artists that I love and that I respect um, and that I like look up to. Um, and then also like playing shows, like really th like those, those two things for me are like that. Those are dream goals. Like if I, if I ever heard RL Grime drop something that I made, I would, I would freak out. I would, I would, I, I would make my whole life, you know, and like, and like, uh, whereas like, you know, even getting like, you know, recognition from, from anybody is just such a dope feeling. Cause like, you know, you work so tirelessly on, on music and like, you know, like I said, like you let the tracks like grow with you and stuff like that, that, um, that like, you know, you, you just, you, you kind of, when it, when it's all said and done and you've wrapped up a track, like, uh, you know, to have, and you're tired of it in a way to have people be like, Oh, that's really good. It's like, Oh my God, maybe, maybe I did a good job this time, you know, and you're, you're never too sure. Cause like, I'll listen to tracks now. Like I have, I have four tracks out at the moment and I'll listen to one of the, one, one self-release. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, one, one self-release and then three are released. Uh, 
but those like I'll listen to those those tracks about be like damn that kick is too loud like, like you know you know so like you're never quite done but like to have people respond to your music as it is and sort of in its place there's a bow on it there's no going back it's printed it is a great feeling yeah well yeah. it's almost like it's like a uh, relationship and you know it's funny because getters come up in like probably every episode we've done so far really yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i know dude he's such a great example though yeah no? exactly exactly but that like that goes to show how like like inf- influential feedback can be to to an artist you know yeah or or but like also taken with a grain of salt too because visceral got so much flack but like but i mean at the end of the day i whatever he did what he wanted to do and and i and that that to me meant more than the album that he came out with was just like this dude is going about his own he's he's putting a new project under his project name getter you know and that's that was so sick i'm like like um but yeah I, i guess like you know, feedback is so such an important thing, especially in the producer community, you know, cause like, you know, you figure like you're ripping a guitar solo on stage, that's live, right? Like you you're, feedback. you can't, you can't like, yeah, exactly. You're getting the feedback from the audience. And also like, when that's done, it's done. And you can play another solo another time and it'll be different. But with production, it's printed music. Like you've, like you've got it in front of you. Like you can change it when, when someone says change that, you can change it immediately, you know? And so that's, that's a really interesting thing. And so like feedback, especially between producers is like, is like something that I've, I mean, I love, I love, I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a position right now where I have, I have so many amazing friends, like, like my buddy Cameron false color that like, I, he's kind of my go-to for feedback. Cause like we, we, I send him tracks all the time. He'll give me feedback. He sends me stuff all the time. I'll give him feedback. And like having a direct line for that is really cool. Um, another person I'd want to shout out is slang dogs. I don't know if you know those guys, uh, but they're, they're from the Bay area. They're, they're such dope dudes. They're coming up right now in, in the Bay area. Like they've, um, they actually, but they, but they do like feedback streams and stuff like that. And they, uh, on Twitch, which was never a thing before the quarantine. Yeah. And like, so, so now you can like now again, like I'm, I'm a product of the quarantine, man. Like, you know, I like being able to excel production like now is, is, better than I think it ever was. If, if anyone wants to get into it now, now is the time. And like, like I mean, there's, ne- there's always a good time. It's always a good time to get into it. But like now, especially like, I thought I had more resources like with YouTube and everything like that. But now it's like, t- like live, like seeing your heroes do production streams, like Bauer does like a production stream every day. It's like, wow, like you can watch people do that, you know? And that, that was never a thing before now. That's awesome. Do you feel like you're getting more attention to sets than you would have? Like new music you're releasing now is getting way more eyes than it would have pre-quarantine just because people weren't so virtual then? Yeah. So we were very virtual, but it's almost like it's increased so much since quarantine because people go into this virtual world, maybe for reasons for escapism or, or just because it's innovation and they're looking at new artists like you coming up and then they're looking at your yeah. vocals you're producing through. 100% like I think everyone's on such a ground floor because no 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 shows are being put well like some drive-in stuff but like really shows are on pause um it's everyone's inside you're getting more attention to people that haven't that are st- like I just feel like there's this resurgence of like underground people and to be quite honest like kind of what you what you were just saying I probably wouldn't have been releasing music if it weren't for this time I probably would have just been doing this 
I mean, I, I was about to say doing this for fun, but I'm still doing it for fun. I'm not, <laughs> I, I ain't shit, man. I'm not, I ain't shit. I just, but like, I wouldn't have been releasing music or like being serious about like being an artist or like having a project, like if, if it weren't for this time at all. Like, and, and I think that I, a lot of the opportunities that I've had in the last few months, like getting a few, you know, records signed and, um, you know, getting some attention from like other, other uh, artists that I really love too, is like, which means the world is like, you know, it, it's, it, that would not have happened if, if this, if this wasn't going down, you know? And so like, as shitty as right now is, and, and as terrible of a time, like, like in history as this is at right now, um, it's forced a lot of people to kind of really focus in and really kind of like, make the most of this time as it is right now and um as as terrible i mean look at you guys man you guys like I, i'm like when i heard that you guys made this start the start of quarantine i was like we're on the same train yeah. like, like, <laughs> we, but it's true it's like it, like it's made you want to be creative and makes you want to like do that thing that you've always had in the back of your mind you know because now we have we have a lot of time and it's like and and uh, more time to think now and so, um, yeah, I, 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 I did that. I hope that answered your question. And more, it answered. <laughs> right on. <laughs> the constant thing about I already like love talking to you so far because you just go off these ideas. I'm like, sorry, man. I like I'm, I. If you can't tell, dude, shout out, shout out, Phil's man. This yeah. is rocket fuel. <laughs> I, I'm normally not this chatty. I'm pretty like I'm usually pretty like yeah, man, for sure, hundred percent. But like right now, this has me like on the moon, man. Oh, like, <laughs> no, we usually start every episode with the cheers, but since we kind of just hop right into it, we can do it. Oh, cheers, yeah. Cheers. Yeah, we've been recording for about, like, 10 minutes. Uh, oh, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, oh man. Yeah, because well, what will happen is you get on these really good thought trains, though, and we don't want to cut it off, so we just kind of you keep going. Right on, man. Right on. <laughs> want some of that in there. But yeah. Take care of it for you. One thing I want to touch on, you um, have been mentioned a couple times about this, the idea of like deciding and jumping into music and i've noticed that being like a common denominator between people we've talked to so far it's like there's yeah a moment maybe it's not an exact moment but like a period in time where you just decide that i'm going to start doing this and like how do you how do you feel oh like yeah point and like what was that like for you to finally just decide like i'm gonna, I'm gonna actually do this yeah um first of all i think that anyone can produce really I really think, I think that a lot of, there's so many tools out there right now for, for anybody to just jump in and do it. And I, I've, I, I'm, what, quick story is I met this, I met like these two dudes around, like around my age. And they literally were like, they, I, I sent them the Ableton trial in the beginning of quarantine. Like just because they're like, oh yeah, dude, I'm trying to get into like music production. I was like, cool, I'm kind of hitting it hard right now too. And they're like, oh word. So I sent them the Ableton trial. These dudes in four months less have sent me tracks that they're making and they're just so good. Like I, I'm so impressed. I'm so proud of these guys. Like I, I'm just, I'm like, whole, like holy shit. Like they, they just amplified their thing. They jumped right into it. They got obsessed. They did their thing. And when you first start producing music, you, there's a, at least for me, I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking really broad here, but like for me, and I've noticed a lot of trend with people is they, they go, I need to buy like a 
like a ton of plugins. I need to buy every single thing. I need to buy a keyboard. I need to get this program and need to know this. And I need to learn how to make every single sound that there is. And I need to like learn synthesis. And it's like, I need to learn math and I need to learn, you know, like why the earth has global warming to like be able to make, be able to make a music on Ableton. And I was that guy, man. I still am sometimes where like, you know, I think my first year of producing, I like bought a ton of plugins. I don't know why. Like, I don't know why. Like, I don't I, like, I just did it. I didn't, I bought like three saturator plugins and I didn't even know what a saturator did, you know? And so like, like, or compressors too. Like, like I just, I just bought a ton of plugins, you know? And, and, uh, and so, um, but what I realized is that like, all you need is, is Ableton. And so one of the things that I've, I've really been, like kind of going by is like keeping everything simple and like a lot of people get turned off initially if they're like if they're just doing like if they if they're doing the buy-in add-ons for like stuff and like buying a ton of synths and instruments and things because now they have all this stuff but don't know what to do with it but if you just use the program for making music whether it's fl studio ableton any daw um you can make incredible things off of that alone and then you introduce the plugins later or you introduce the samples and the instruments later because it all lines up and like there's a lot of people will get discouraged when they first start trying to make music because they'll be like i'm not good at this i can't do this this is i'm really slow at this i'm like this but it, 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 there's a time where uh, the fog is really heavy and you don't feel like doing it and i've been there more times than i can count but then the fog goes away and you start realizing that everything that you overcomplicated for yourself is actually very simple and right in front of you. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that was the moment that I decided to jump in. And I feel like a lot of people decided to jump in and that's what motivates them is because like you sort of get this sort of like clarity that like, Oh, maybe this is simple. Um, I, I saw the inside of uh, formula by R.L. Grime and Jules. Um, you guys know that song? It's a, it's a beautiful song. I saw the inside of that project file once and it's all Ableton stock. Really? It's, all, it's all Ableton stock. There's a few, there's a few plugins like for, for mixing and there's a few like, uh, like, like, like there's like, a, I think he uses Silent for one of the synths. But the rest of it, the bass, the arp, the lead, the vocal, those, that, those are samples. But the, uh, you know, they're all, it's all Ableton stock. It's all about finding the samples and building your world in the track. It's not, it's not bells and whistles. And, and R.L. Grime is one of my favorite producers. Probably my favorite producer. Him and him, R.L. Grime and Boombox Cartel are like, like those are my mainstream favorites, like for sure. Um, and, uh, and like, like those like seeing the inside of that project file i was like god damn same with boombox cartel he did a production stream back in april i think or maybe may and i'm out here thinking boombox cartel is like you know throwing all these bells and whistles but watching his process was so simple like it was just so i watched all four hours of it but it was it was such a simple pro i remember dude because it was so late when i was watching the stream and i was like i was like falling asleep and i was like this is so sick you know i was like this is like my dream come true and uh and so but people are just so simple in their process like that's that's what gets 
that's that's what I that's when you start to feel inspired. It's like when you when you start like making something and you're like, wait, that that was really easy and I like this, you know. Um, but we we tend to overcomplicate things, especially with like producing music and uh, yeah, yeah. And I feel like it's so cool that guys like that will do like open up and show people what's in it. it kind of feeds into the idea. It's great. About, like room at the top, like you know. Yeah. I mean, it seems like as a like community, the EDM community, like like producers seem to be very open with their like skills and are able like follow that mindset of room at the top. Like, what do you think that is? Yeah. So I think if more people thought like that, then the, it would be a lot, a lot, uh, a lot nicer. Uh, I definitely, luckily, I, I I can say that all of my friends that I that I have like that produce music feel that same way. Like we we all like we are all helping each other out. Uh, we're all like you know, a W for one of us is a W for all of us. Like, uh, that's the way I think personally. That's just kind of the way that I roll. Um, but, uh, you know, there is some sauce that you do with production that you, that's like, that's your thing. And like, that's like, you, that's like, you, you know, you do it one day and you're like, damn, like, I think I just found something new. But at the end of the day, there's nothing new under the sun, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and so, um, but yeah, I mean, that, that's another, that like kind of, going off of room at the top like that's that's uh yeah it's just a matter of like i mean i i think that we all love music we all love listening to good music so we, if we could have more good music more often and that then you learn that by getting you know taught a different technique that maybe you didn't know and it helps a lot you know like it, it helps a lot like i i uh i i attended this this stream by great dane um a couple of weeks ago um he did this like class and uh he did this like i learned like three things but those three things i did i've done every single time i open a session now yeah. you know what i mean and like that's like that i've learned the the great dane hi-hat trick or like you know with with the rl grime and jules uh, project file i was like damn like i know the instrument that he made to make the lead and like i've used that lead a few times now just to like kind of hear what it's like and um yeah, and so like I, I think, you know, I, again, it, like we all we all love we all want to listen to good music, and I think that helping each other out in that sense is is definitely definitely what brings us far. Now the 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 business side of stuff, which is something that I don't know or have, I'm slowly but surely kind of on the bottom of that, like just creeping up towards the bottom of like you know what like you know signs and like comp like all that stuff. I can't really speak as far as like the business stuff for that, but at least for like producers, I feel like generally there's this sense of community and, and an open book for like, like tr uh, tricks and tips and stuff like that. And I, I, I've been fortunate enough to be able to receive feedback on stuff. Like I was saying, like with the feedback streams or, you know, different techniques that I never knew of and stuff like that. And it's just people helping each other out. Yeah getting connected to that collective is that a really big thing to use like it's the collection of artists it's the community oh yeah as much as it is, it is your own individual process that's how you create that relationship with the collective of artists that are trying to better each other 100 man 100 like uh i'm actually in a in a discord channel with a like i think like 30 people um and uh they're um the name of it's Visaya. shout out Visaya. Uh, if they're listening, but, um, but they, that, those two dudes that I said were that downloaded the Ableton trial, like those guys are just like, they're always hitting up that discord. Like, can you guys tell me a little bit more about this? Can you tell me a little bit more about this? We'll hop on zoom calls all the time and I'll, I'll teach them stuff. 
um like and and so and like one of one of the dudes that's in there like went to icon collective which is a um, music school in la and like um like he's always down to show the sauce and always down to show some tricks and like that that sort of community that that we've we've built in there is like i mean those those like it, it, those the two dudes that I'm referring to is a is a testament of that, but I definitely have have gotten my fair share of knowledge of wealth from that um, as well. And so I'm I'm really again I'm really in a fortunate position to um, to have people that are like supportive and also are able to to teach. And that's only something that I could ever hope for anyone to to get. You know what I mean? So like it, like if there's any like producer that's like thinking about jumping in or like wanting to like get into like making music then i i'm my dms are open hit me up because i i love i i love that i love seeing people grow with their production because um again it happened for me so fast and i wouldn't have been able to to you know produce the stuff that i that i've that i've made not saying anything's good that i've made but i i i I'm definitely feel good behind the things that i've released this year so far um, and I wouldn't have been able to do that if it weren't for the, the group of people that I'm friends with. Right. And do you think it's a normal thing for producers to see their own stuff and go, Hey, that's, I'm not sure if it's that good, but like, I kind of like it, but it might not be that good. Is it that, per- <laughs> is it, oh my God, though? is it that perfectionism that producers have? Cause we've heard this from a lot of producers. We talk, yeah. they bring up their own work and they go, Oh, well, I don't even know if my stuff's that good yet, but then we'll listen to it. Good. Yeah, but then we'll listen to it. Well, like that. So, yeah. Whatever a point, is it arrogant to say that you like your own shit or not? Because like that's <laughs> that's a great question. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, it's a great question because again, I've I've listened to my as as many times as my songs probably been listened to by somebody by somebody else or other people. I guarantee I've listened to it more. You know, uh, like because I in the session itself, like. Like, oh my God, the snare sounds like shit. Like, oh my God, this kick drum is terrible. Like, I fucking hate the way that this flows. Like, oh, whatever, whatever. And like, um, yeah, yeah, I definitely, I mean, I've, I think by next year, I haven't listened to the song that me and my buddy Cameron came out with, False Color, came out with for about a month now since it's been out. Um, But I know that in a year, I, I'll I'll listen to that and I feel like I'll either be like, damn, this really was terrible, <laughs> or <laughs> or I'll be like, oh that, that but but it, but it will always be that served its purpose at the time. You know what I mean? Like it'll always be a special moment that you can't you can't ever take away. Like it's so easy to look back in hindsight and be like, oh man, maybe that maybe that song could have been a little bit better. But uh, at the end of the day, like when you've released a track that you have printed on your SoundCloud, on Apple music, Spotify, that's, that's it. It's like, there's something, the final export of a track is like, is like a very, like, very like melancholy and, and, and um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it's like a, it's a, God, it's a very, it's a very uh, overwhelming feeling to, to be like, all right, export. It's it's on my desktop now. It's it's one it's one big package, and um, I think as much as it grows with you, like I have said a bunch of times, in the session when you're making it, it definitely will grow with you out too. Um, I all the songs I've released have come out in the last few months, so I haven't had a time to let it grow with me. I'm still relatively new to releasing music. Um, I haven't really been at this for a while with releasing music, but um, I can only I can only imagine that 
by this time next year and a few years from now, I'll look back at my first stuff and, you know, feel, feel really good that that came out at the time, but also be like, all right, well, on to the next thing, you know, uh, uh, you know, and yeah, yeah. It's looking at it in the context of when you released it. Do you think that gives, yeah. that gives you some freedom as a creator because you're watching yourself grow, not just taking you at one little snapshot and being like, oh, yeah. this is why it sucked. Oh, why'd you do that? And then you go like, well, I learned, I grew, and then I came and I became a different person. 100%. Yeah. It's like, again, it serves its purpose, like for when you release it. Cause, you know, it, like on, you know, when, when um, the, the song that came out on Myopic, like uh, that, that was a song that I had made uh, in one night. Like I, I refined it over a few, uh, like a few months after that, but the main idea came together in one night. That's typically how I work. Like I usually, like we'll hold on to a project if the main idea is good. And I usually get to that main idea in like a day or like two days. Mm -hmm. um, and then after that, I, it's refining it for through a few months. Um, but uh, that, that, I, that track came together like super fast in like one night, like in April. Mm -hmm. And then it got released in the beginning of, the, uh, of October. And um, that was a few months before it got released, but I had already listened to it and refined it and worked on the mix so many times that uh that by the time it was released it was like that that sort of fresh ears feeling wasn't there yeah. but that that song got a lot of love from other people and that, that's why I was kind of kind of going back to like the the validation part like you know you can't ever listen to your music for the first time again you know um so when other people listen to it the, for the first time and they react accordingly um like that's that's beautiful like that's like damn like that really means a lot like that 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 makes your motivation go up and uh you know the the negative comments that'll come out of it it's like that those that stuff like um it that stuff doesn't really like like it, it's you know people people have their own opinions and stuff just like people have their own opinions whether they think something's good or not but you know it's it's uh like that kind of thing is like it's not even that's not even really a big deal you know what i mean because like uh but but it, the 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 positive ones like the validating ones like again the 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 what the any amount of plays that i have on whatever track just feels so good and feels so right. you feel like being more more receptive to the positive comments makes you more sensitive to the negative ones yeah i could see that yeah yeah absolutely i mean i i've i mean i think so i got one comment once this was so sick I got one comment once and <laughs> I hope that this, I hope that people don't do this cause they see this, but <laughs> I saw one on my, on my track. It just said suck. <laughs> and and I, my, my buddy was going to frame it for me, <laughs> but I was like, but I was, I, you know, I'm more looking at it, like, damn. Okay. All right. <laughs> like, like, all right. I, 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 but you know, again, everyone's got their own opinion. It's like, you know, whatever. Well, it sounds like a, it sounds like a really healthy mindset about negative criticism. Do you think that may have developed with your um, past of playing like live music, or do you feel like it's just a way you thought? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, that yeah, that's a great actual like that's a great segue. Like, I think you know, being being like again four so yeah, being fourteen years old and playing in a band you're not making good music you know you're making, you're making some shit music but at the time you're like fuck yeah i'm a rocker you know like like i'm i got i got long ass hair and like you know whatever and and uh you know i'm like opening for like a band that's playing warp tour you know like uh but um like so yeah i think going through it like young like that like being 
being the stuff that people being being the band that people would leave the room to is definitely a humbling, <laughs> it's definitely a, a humbling experience because um because uh you know uh it kind of toughens you up a little bit you know what i mean so like feedback in any way i i i i'm i'm pretty i feel like i'm pretty good at receiving feedback and that's part of being in the production is like there's so much feedback going around all the time between producers between listeners and producers between listeners to listeners like it's just all over the place you can't escape it so i think being good at receiving feedback is is just is just as important as anything else and so um like uh, it's and and that's that's a lot that's another thing that people can get discouraged from you know like i if I, when I was starting to produce like two years ago, before I started taking it serious and I made something that like, I really felt proud of, but in reality just didn't sound that good. Mm-hmm. Um, then, uh, you know, a lot of people will hold on to that first thing of work. It's one of those like refrigerator pieces where you like want to, it's like, it's, you feel, it's like your, it's like baby's first beat kind of, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, that's, you feel so good about that, but then your friends are like, oh, it's kind of whack, you know? If I if I had listened to the to the bunch of comments that I would have got that I got about my my old stuff, then I would have been discouraged. You know, um, I would have not wanted to pick it up again. But again, it comes. That's part of the fog that I was talking about. Like you just have to break through that fog. You have to break through that that those moments of just feeling like you want to give up or you're not meant to do this or you're not meant to work on music. Like you're not a musical person. Like like that's all bullshit that's all complete bullshit. Like every, like if you, you, if you, if you feel like you have it in you, you have it in you and, and it's, and, and you can do it. Like uh, there's, I, I will, I will die on that hill. Like, like I, I really feel like, like the, the more, the more time you put in and the more feedback you receive, the better you'll get. So, uh, but yeah, I think, I think that definitely being the 14 year old shitty band was, was a great, is a great, you're it was like, a great experience. Like yeah. Dude, yeah. Oh my God. And like, shout out like the friends that would come to those shows because I swear we thought we were hot shit. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Like we, we thought we were hot shit. Like, you know, back in like my freshman year of high school, then like towards senior year, we would actually like be playing like, like pretty decent shows, like, which was so much fun. And like, that was great. But like our friends would like show up be so supportive of us and like be so cool but like at the end of the day it was really bad music you know and and i i had those archives somewhere hopefully no one will ever find them but uh but yeah <laughs> it, it sounds like you you didn't really realize when you wanted to get into electronic music until after you had left that band was that was that difficult for you i don't know were you like the one that kind of broke the band apart were you all you guys like splitting ways or yeah we all went to well they all went to college and i and i moved i moved out here um and so i i think it was just one of those like like because uh, because we we would play al- almost every weekend at a venue in somewhere in connecticut or on the east coast um and uh that would like so being in that like sort of you know vibe was was really um by the by the time that we were in like like about to go all of our separate ways it was kind of like one of those all said and done kind of things and and uh i still talk with them every once in a while another dude actually one of my one of my friends from that it was a five piece one of my one of my friends is actually um 
doing engineering and producing hip hop beats for rappers right now. So he's, so he's like, he's, he's killing it right now. He's, he's such a, such a dope dude. And like, we're, we're definitely cut from the same cloth, you know, literally, you know? Um, and so, uh, yeah, so I, I think, you know, uh, it was, it was one of those things that I was like, yeah, this is all said and done, but I won't forget our last show was so, so sick. I, I had always like, like we, our last show, we were in this venue, our favorite venue to play in. And all of our friends showed up and we like, we, it was, it was one of those, it was a very, very like emotional thing. Cause I'd been with these guys all throughout high school, like play all the time, like so, so many shows. And we um, like playing that last show was like, was like, damn, like, this is it. This is like, this is like our whole music life. is just like, this was, was here. Like we, went from slamming like terrible things, learning our instruments to then like having people like, um, you know, sing along the stuff, which was fucking, which was so sick. Um, and, and, uh, that was, that was, uh, yeah, that was so, so much fun. And I made so many cool friends along the way too. Again, like Connecticut sucks, but the, but the, uh, Connecticut fucking sucks, but the, um, the music scene for, for, for like, high schoolers and shit back then like you know when I was in high school was like something that I I am so 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 grateful to have grown up there for that so why why Bay Area of all places from Connecticut because you say Connecticut sucks you didn't like that vibe but you did like the music aspect of it but what was was it just I don't like Connecticut so much I'm gonna go to the Bay Area or was Bay Area this place in your head where like that's where I'm gonna go if I'm gonna make it or was it just like Bay Area is dope like what was that for you at 18 year old yeah um did you get the first part of my story recorded or no? Um, probably. When we were on FaceTime? Yeah, because if not, I'll just retell it. Uh, it's recorded, yeah. but I mean, we... Okay, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll just, I'll just like, I'll brief... Yeah, so <laughs> basically being in... Actually, I don't even think I answered that, so never mind. I don't know why I just asked that. My bad. Um, but uh, being from Connecticut, it's a small little town, nobody there. Oh, well, not nobody there. It was pretty big. My town was pretty big, but like small little town, nothing to do. That's what I, that's what I was looking for. Nothing to do at all except for drive around and like go to Dunkin' Donuts. That's it. And like, and so um, we, uh, so being from out there, like California was always such a buzzword in school. Mm-hmm. Like it would, it was always, and like the other th- weird, interesting thing about Connecticut is like everyone that would live there, uh, that lives there, like also stays there too. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you know, there's so many people that are like deeply rooted in Connecticut. It's like, there's nothing to do out here. You know, it sucks. It really sucks. And so, um, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, I, I'm, I'm very, I'm very passionate about it. But at the same time, like, again, everything in retrospect, like I'm look, I look back on Connecticut and there's a reason why I spent the whole quarantine out there was because I felt comfortable and I, and I, I've learned, I've learned to love it since I've been away. I've, I definitely have. I've learned to love it. Um, would never move back, but I definitely have learned to love it. And, um, but, uh, but so Bay Area, um, California was always such a buzzword and like always like heard that, you know, it's three hours behind us. So like, you know, it would be, you know, I don't know. It was just like, it was just, you know, just palm trees and beaches and shit like that. Like, you know, it was warmer and like, you know, the, you know like especially like southern california there's like you know movie stars and shit there's like always such like a an allure, an allure to being like out here like an allure to being out here and like um 
being in like a suburban town in Connecticut, like you always kind of like wondered like what, what it would be like to move. And so um, kind of what I was saying, my story earlier is, is my, my cousin gave me a, um, gave me two months of my senior year uh, summer from high school. So I graduated to find a job and find a place. And um, in, in that, you know, uh, in those two months, I, um, I, my, my, so I, I was originally like, you know, had this sort of California mindset of like, I'm going to be where it's warm and I'm going to be where like all this stuff is popping. But I moved in with my cousin for two months and I remember being in the airport waiting for her to pick me up my first day ever here, like moving out by myself and I was freezing. And the Bay Area is not like the rest of what California has played out to be. So I thought I got played, man. I really did because the Bay Area is cold and foggy. And like, you know, like granted it's sunny right now, but it's, it's like, you know, it's pretty like, it's, it's pretty gray out here, you know? And so uh, the reason why I wound up in the Bay Area was because I wanted to live in California and my cousin lived a town down from San Francisco and I was lived with her and the natural progression was just to go up to the nearest city. Um, but I've been out here five years now and I, I can honestly say that I, I love it out here. Like I love it. The vibes out here are just so, so cool. San Francisco, especially like you don't need a car. I don't have a car. Um, I like, I do everything by foot. Like, you know, I say that I have a, I, I, I have a BMW, which just means bus muni walk, you know? And so, uh, like I've, I've been just, you know, like, I love this city. It, you can get anywhere. It's seven by seven miles. Uh, so, uh, less than a million people live here. So you kind of like run into people sometimes. So it's, uh, yeah, it's a great, it's a great city. And, and so I'm, again, as luck would have it when you least expect it, I, I, I had thought that I was going to be in LA or some shit, but I wound up up here and, and, uh, definitely up here for the foreseeable future. I'm sure I'd, I mean, I'd love to move eventually somewhere else. Uh, um, uh, definitely, uh, definitely won't, you know, be up here for my whole life, but, uh, for right now, this was, I'll always, even though I'm from Connecticut, I'll always say that I'm, that, uh, this is home, you know, cause I, I've been out here five years now and, and this was my landing zone when, when I was, you know, just off a risk in, in my, after I graduated high school. So, um, definitely have that, has that sort of, uh, sentiment. That's the word I was looking for earlier, sentiment. Uh, Yeah. But yeah. So did you still have the your mindset when you moved out there? Were you still wanting, thinking you wanted to pursue music? Obviously, you hadn't run into electronic music yet, but were you still thinking you wanted to meet up with people, get back into a band, keep doing that? Yeah. Um, so again, didn't know any electronic music at all. Like didn't didn't like know anything. I think I listened to Skrillex a few times back when like 2012, yeah. like Scary Monsters or something like like that. That's the most I knew. And, 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 uh, but yeah, like I, I came out here with, with my clothes and a, and a guitar and, and some stuff. And like, so I definitely like was going to keep the music going. I, I've been, you know, I'm going to do music the rest of my life. Like I, I, regardless of in what form it is, just because I've always done it. Um, and so, sorry, what, sorry. So I'm saying like outside looking in, someone would look at that scene of 18 year old you coming to Bay Area, yeah. starving artist right there. Did you feel like you were starving as an artist? Or did you feel like you were being fed in different ways? So no. Like, so doing something you love. Yeah. Like I, I didn't really come out here with the intention to do music. So the starving artist thing, I, 
that like I would I wouldn't say that I was ever that like I I I wasn't like I def I have dreams man I got pipe dreams don't get me wrong but at the same time like you know you still want to you know you still want to like live your life and you still want to like you know like like you want to take risks like you want to do those risks like you want to you want to take opportunities and go for them and stuff like that but um, but at the same time, like, I still want to like live my life and, and, you know, and everything. And, uh, so a starving artist, I, I'm more, I'm more hungry for knowledge and, and making stuff, you know, I, 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 but, but of any starving, any person, any artist that goes, I'm going to do this, you know, full time, I'm going to do everything. I have so much respect for that, you know, cause it's just, I, I know, I know a dude actually from this discord that I just mentioned earlier that, um, literally quit his day job and he's doing like visual stuff right now. And how's he doing? He's super successful. He's doing great. Like, and if the opportunity ever arises where I can do that with music, then absolutely I'll take it, you know, and, and I'll, and I'll do it. But, um, at the, at the, at the same time, I still need to know kind of my place in, in this right now. And that's to, that's to keep doing what I'm doing. You know, like all of most of my favorite producers, like that, I, that I look up to at the moment are in college right now. Like they're going through college, like they're doing their thing. They're, they're working part-time somewhere, you know, like, um, and then they're doing their music stuff off to the side. And I, I would, I would kind of put myself in that category um, where I still want to, obviously I'm not going to college. I work, I work full time, but I do this off to the side and this is what I do for fun. And if, if my, my, you know, for fun thing that I love doing comes a, becomes a career one day or like something that I can, actually do like tour or something like that oh my god then i that would be incredible but um again things happen when you least expect it so i'm just gonna keep doing my thing and stay in my own lane too you know you see one of your foundational principles with being hey i'm doing this because i love it and i'm playing and i'm having fun with it and it's always going to be that's like the core of it it's never going to be like you're selling it for something else and that's what yeah that's what makes your work your work is you're like i'm i'm playing right now i'm creating this thing that's dope and it's giving me this feeling of satisfaction and joy and that's where it's coming from and that makes you your authentic self as an artist yeah absolutely like i that you nailed it because i uh you know back in back in high school like you know when i was i was going to high school but i was playing in a in a, in a band you know what i mean like i was playing and like i don't know i've always had the two worlds you know I, and but like at the end of the day like i'm never not going to do music i'm always going to do music and so and I'm always, and like, especially now, since like I have music being released and like, I'm starting to release music, I'm feeling more hungry, like for releases and more music to make and stuff like that. And so like, it's, it's definitely becoming a priority, more of a priority now than it ever was. Um, Cause it's like, it's like, shit's just, it's like getting real. It's feeling like it's like, it's, it's, it's like, I'm actually doing stuff that I've seen other people do for a while. And I'm so humbled and grateful for that. Um, but also I still, I'm still just, you know, I work retail and I, and I, I happen to live, I, I live, you know, I pay rent and I live in a, a in an apartment and um, I love doing music and I'm not, not ever going to stop doing that. And uh, eventually, hopefully one day, like uh, you never know what could happen. Yeah, what was the lesson you picked up by uh, Myopic and Electric Hawk, too? Because that, was that kind of like a tipping point for you? That was like a shift? Or did things kind of just stay due course? And you're like, oh, this is something new and different and cool. But, or was it something yeah. like, wow, I kind of made it, I guess, or I'm making it and there's validation? Well, yeah, I mean, not quite. You still, <laughs> still got to know your place. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but that's a great question because that was, 
that was the most humbling thing. Like, cause I, I know exactly where I was making those songs and like what went into those tracks and to have an outside, like somebody like myopic or electric Hawk or, um, when this comes out bonsai collective, um, like, uh, be able like to be like, you know, like, Oh, we really like this. We'll take this with me. Um, we'll, we'll take this with us was like, wow, like that's, that is, that's amazing. And so like, I'm, I was so humbled by that. I was so, I, I, I have bought merch from all of those places. I, you know, I, I was, I was, you know, I've been such a big fan of a lot of what they've put out for a long time. So that to then see them take something that I have and, and promote it just as much as like, I've seen other people do it, like uh, other people get it. It was like, it went full, full circle for me. And I just, I was so happy by that. So like any, like th that especially just like re-upped my love for this stuff even more, if, if anything, like it just, it, it, it wasn't so much like I, I, I made it cause I don't, I'm not going to stop there. Like I, I definitely, I want to keep doing my thing. I want to keep making music, but it was definitely like a, you know, like I wouldn't have gotten the same amount of attention on those tracks if they didn't release them. Right. But the fact that they did and the fact that they promoted them and the fact that they've been equally such an amazing community to fall back on as well. Elect Electric Hawk is incredible. Those guys, like those, those guys and girls, everyone that works for Electric Hawk is a beautiful person. And um, Myopic, the same, like the Myopic, the guys that run that are just the, the coolest people and they're so cutting edge. And I think it's the friendships and the people that you make when you do that, because going back to the room at the top, you know what I mean? Like, like they showed me love. I'm going to show electric Hawk for the rest of the time I'm producing music and same as myopic and same as bonsai, because they gave me an opportunity when I was, you know, just thought that I would just make just post this to soundcloud one day they actually made it a full release so that that was again it wasn't so much like a, i made it it was more of a wow this is really 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 amazing and really really special well right back to that collective you were talking about at the beginning of this is that you did you feel you just got connected with this whole other community of artists and then that, yeah like you got paid a bunch just in that and of course they're distributing their your, your music for you but at the same token, you have this whole new community of people that you can collaborate with. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And like, that's, that's only something that I could hope for any producers, like that they find their group of people that they, that they trust. And, and like, they have like a, someone, uh, they have a, a false color to fall back on. And, and like, uh, and they have, they have somebody that, that they, um, you know, that they, that they really like, you know that they that they feel comfortable enough to share their music to because it's vulnerable to share your music man yeah. it really is like you know like uh, it's 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 takes a lot of, like especially with feedback streams man like those feedback streams are like like you'll be you'll be watching like like the these streams and like seeing like however many people 30 people to 100 people listen to your track and comment real time in the chat it's like that's a terrifying feeling you know um but it also grows you it also helps you grow and like I think that's so important, but also having people that you can go to immediate, not just wait for those Twitch streams um, is it's just as kind important. of a tool to help you see how your music comes across as well. Cause you'll throw this new stuff out there. And if it's live and they're giving you comments right back, it's like back when you were playing music in high school and rocking out and you're like, how are they responding to this vibe? And they're like, they, oh, don't, yeah. they don't like it. And then there's that whole process in your own head where you're like, am I actually expressing myself the, the way I want to? And then are they still vibing with it? And then you kind of go back and forth. And that's kind of what exactly, you exactly. Yeah, 100%. You nailed it.
nailed it. Yeah. I think, uh, I think the, the, the other thing is like the, my, one of my favorite things about like producers, especially because it, it's so different from any other world is, is again, that, that sort of, you know, you, you are your own band. You know what I mean? Like you, you're in control of the drums in control of the synths, in control of the, the elements that are in your, in your sound. And, um, you you can like if I hear a song that's made by by caption I'll know it's caption or like jewels I'll know it's jewels or like you know like you know you know when you hear uh, an artist make their sound because it's so them and that's something that I'm chasing at the moment is I'm I'm looking to find what I what I want to sound like and what I want to do and yeah I wonder have you do you feel like it's more vulnerable when you're releasing music as like a producer than you back when you were playing as a band since it's like since you are in control of like every nook and cranny every piece of the music is it more vulnerable to kind of put that out there a hundred percent a hundred percent because in a band you know you've you've got other people to help you out because other people are responsible for their job you know where where with this it's like you've got the whole thing you know what i mean you've got the whole track like you know i i've and so, yeah, it's the, because there's so many more elements to worry about. It's also, it's equally like, it's, it's, a, there's a lot, it's a lot. I, I, I've never, I haven't felt this much pressure on music my whole life, but it's, there's something about it that's so like, like as far as like making something like, like that I like, but at the same time, it's, it's rewarding because when you do make something that does fulfill that for yourself and something that you are proud of, then the nights that you miss the one time that you hit is just like, it makes all those misses worth it. It just, it just gets, it gives you this sense of euphoria when you do that, because it's like, it's like, I, I, uh, I honestly, right now, as we speak, I'm in a writer's block, hundred percent. I, I, I've tried the last couple of nights to make something that I've like, just sit down and like go for it. But you know, granted I've been distracted from like moving and stuff into this new spot, but uh, but like I've, I lately I've been kind of feeling not like not as creatively sparked in, in like, but, but I know that in, in, whenever it happens again, I'll, I'll be in a, I'll be in a mode where it's just, I've, I'm just cranking. I'm just doing my thing, you know, and, and that's just part of the process. Yeah. Is that faith? Is it that faith and that understanding of yourself too, is what keeps you healthy in those moments? Cause I feel like some people can be very self-deprecating to themselves as, far as artists. Cause especially if they identify a lot with being an artist and they're like, crap, I can't make this right now. And that means I'm not like yeah. validated and not all these other things. A really interesting thing you did as being, as you talked about your art, but then you also separated yourself from your art at the same time. You're like, I'm me, but I do art. That's so important, art. man. At least for me. Cause like, I know people that, that are, when they can't make, when their snare doesn't sound good, then they go in a fucking frenzy. Like they go down a rabbit hole of, like you said, like you nailed it. It's being self-deprecating, feeling like you're not good at this, feeling like this, that, like feeling like you're not doing it, but it's all part of a wave, man. It's all, you can't be on it all the time, you know? And like, and like even my favorite artists I know have had writer's block. I know that they go through moments of not wanting to make anything like, that's reassuring for me because it's just part of the process. You can't be on it all the time. So if you're, if you aren't, then that's okay. Come back swinging. And like, honestly, there's been times there's been, I've taken a, like a couple weeks off from making music and I've gone back and made my favorite thing that I've had made at that point yet. So it's like, 
it's like those breaks are do a lot too, you know, because it gives you time to reset, you know. Right. Do you think that imposter syndrome too comes from overthinking? Because the big thing you nailed was simplicity. And it's like, hey, if you just, if you, and what was beautiful, what you said is, hey, if you feel like you can do it and you have a drive to do it, you can do it. Stop overthinking it. Ride the wave. Learn yeah. That's yeah. Kind of it. But do you think that overthinking is just that that's part of what creates that imposter syndrome and maybe even just absolutely writer's block at that point? Absolutely. You know, familiar with Kenny Beats? Uh uh-uh. yeah. Kenny yeah. Beats. Kenny Beats is uh, Beats is a phrase is dots. Don't overthink shit. That's what it is. That's what it is. And like, it's true. It's a hundred percent true. But yeah, yeah. What you said, man, like the, the imposter syndrome thing, like, again, it's supposed to be fun. It's music. It's supposed to be enjoyable and you're supposed to have a good time doing it. And so if you're putting your pressure on yourself for, um, you know, for, for something like if you're, if you're just like putting all this pressure on, on yourself and you're not having a good time, then absolutely you'll, you'll find yourself in a bit of a bit of a, like a, like a, a, an emotional time with music, you know, um, where you, you just don't feel like doing anything and you have this sort of like imposter syndrome when, when really, you know, if you spent that time moping around, like with learning a new thing or maybe, you know, creating your own sounds and not, not necessarily like making a, um, not necessarily like making a song, like sitting down, like making a song, but if you, instead spend your writer's block time to make new sounds to use later or you make your sound or like for me like play guitar or like you know uh go for a walk and listen to music like it, it recharges your batteries and 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 keeps you from being disappointed so yeah i used to be really bad with that when i used to not be able to make a song like right off the bat then i would i would just i would feel <coughs> excuse me i would feel this like like oh god i suck at this and that's what i was saying kind of again it all goes back to that that moment where you sort of break through this fog and you realize that like, it's not that serious. You just have to do your thing. It comes in waves. Um, and my shitty beats now that I'll make and scrap are better than the shitty beats that I made last year that are better than the shitty beats the, the, the year before. Right. And then eventually, hopefully by next year, my shitty beats are, are really are like, are like better than the ones this year. And then, you know, so on and so forth. It's like, you're just sort of refined your your sound and you refine like um what it means for you to be an artist because art isn't perfect you know what i mean and it and like being a being and, and it'll never be perfect for yourself like I, I just mentioned like i'll i'll listen back to back to some tracks that i've released in the last couple of months i'll be like damn like that kick is really loud you know but um but other people will be like damn like this was mixed really well so it's all relative too what's the concept that you're talking about a couple episodes ago the gold and the pottery wabi sabi yeah we had a this producer T on but he's big on that it's i watched that favorite. one i watched that one tio tio seems like a sick dude hey, seems like up, a dude. dude. Hit him up you guys should i will i will he seemed like a really cool guy but uh but what, what was he saying he's talking about this concept called wabi sabi i think it's japanese culture it might be chinese culture but if they have broken pottery they'll just kind of fill the cracks with gold the idea is that there's beauty and imperfections and that kind of ties over to life and art, but you look at this piece and maybe it's just like out of nowhere and you think it's shit. And then you look back and you're like, hey, if I tweak this, this, and this, it'd be kind of awesome. But that's the process. It's just kind of going through it and then not having a fixed idea in your head of how something should be. Just kind of- Yeah, I love that. I love that. I've actually never heard. I watched I watched part of the episode, truthfully. Now I'll, 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 <laughs> I didn't watch the whole thing, but I must've missed that part. But I'll, I, I promise you I'll go back and listen to that because that's that's uh, that's that's beautiful. I love that.
and just take some of that pressure off. You know, I feel like that's very therapeutic. And the thing I actually kind of a segue I want to yeah. real quick with you. You said you go on walks. When you go on walks, is it kind of like you just let your head wander and then you'll hear of a random sound or thought and then you bring that back in to whatever your creative process and or even just adjust your life? Do you give yourself that freedom and that freedom is beneficial to you? Yeah. Um, so like with walks, like I definitely, whenever I'm outside, I'm always typically listening to like music. I always like have headphones in or something. And so... Um, if I'm like listening to music that I really like, sometimes I won't even listen to electronic music. Like when I'm like, when I'm like, you know, that, that especially like when you're, when you're, when you're making like really aggressive trap music, like I like to make like cinematic, like bass music. Um, the last thing you want to listen to is just screech the dome. You know what I mean? You want to listen to like something else. So like, I'll throw on like Pink Floyd or like, you know, uh, fucking John Mayer or some shit and just like vibe out to vibe out to like like other like other music and just kind of reset my ears reset my head do my thing not think about music just enjoy music for what it is like listen to um listen to stuff that got me inspired like a lot of people be like oh that was my old music i'll listen to my old music you know which is still very much my music now but um but yeah i think i'm more just like um, that walk those walks that i go on and the reason why i keep looking over here is because i usually go out here but um uh is i i typically am always um i'm always like i don't know it's it's like i'm always just kind of resetting my clock and being like this isn't that serious i'm just doing this for fun like i you know, i I'm, i know i'm thinking about the kick and the bass not hitting right right now but that's okay because it's all gonna hit eventually you know it's you know and i guess, I guess it's like again just like kind of offsetting the uh the stress you know and, and enjoying music for what it is mm-hmm. so enjoying yeah. that relationship oh yeah has that relationship been compromised at all like since you've started to produce like has it gotten to the point where you can't enjoy music the same way or have you not experienced um, it? yes and no like sometimes sometimes the opposite actually like being able to enjoy it more like especially with the mixing side of things like the engineering side like the mixing engineering stuff used to always be a magic superpower to me that I just never understood at all. And then that, when I really learned how that, like a lot of how that works, that was like a really big learn when I listen to music now. Cause now when I listen to like, so I'll show you guys one of my favorite records, you guys are going to clown me for this, but, or maybe not. This is D'Angelo. You guys know this record? I don't. This record, I know it's a little suggestive with his shirt (laughs) off, but um, this record I would not have listened to um, a couple of years ago because uh-huh. it's 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 you know it's it's good it's great music but like um, but I, I mean I love I love the music in general but I wouldn't have I wouldn't be obsessed with this record if if I didn't like um, if I if I didn't like super get into like learning like mixing and like like audio engineering in that sense because this record was made all tape not a single Pro Tools session, um, all tape, all analog, all warm recording. And when you listen to this record, it's the most warm sounding sound that I've in the, like, uh, ever. It's just, and you feel every piece of the sounds from this record. And it's because of the way that it was, the way that it was engineered. And so I think being into like producing and like hitting it super hard has helped me enjoy it. Like for those reasons, like obviously like it's the Neo soul record of the fucking decade. It's a great, the songs on it, even if I wasn't into it, um, I, I take back what I said before. Like I definitely would have still listened to that album, but I have a different uh, appreciation 
for like like good engineering and good you know audio and stuff like that because of being into this kind of thing um and so uh but but uh on the on the con side of that is sometimes yes like um listening to uh stuff that isn't so professional like that might make me like you know subtly criticize some things in my head but then i realize fuck it you know what i mean like I, it's just like at the like you know for example like like um you know not everyone has the the beauty of getting their stuff properly treated analog in a room and so you know if if the artist has their kick drum or their snare super saturated and distorted that they had it super saturated and distorted and that's part of the final product it's not for me to criticize you know um in the production of a track i would give feed that's where i would give feedback about kind of why i thought something was a little bit different you know um or why i would have tweaked certain things but if it's printed it's printed and it's just for me and and that's that's just for me to like listen to or not listen to and um and so i i'm not a huge i'm not a huge fan of giving feedback on songs when they're out um because that's like because at that point the artist said that it was good enough to put out at that point and so that's not for me to criticize and it's not for me feedback when you're producing is that something you're big on that's when that's when i you ask for feedback or give feedback to other people is typically in that process. Yeah. Um, in the process of when you're trying to like, you know, Oh, Hey man, I ran out of ideas. Like, like I, like any suggestions on where I should go with this or, Hey, can you give me some feedback on my mix? Or like, is this a little too loud? Should I change this? When you're, when you have the session in front of you and you're, you're able to edit it, then that's when you should give feedback. This is just, again, this is all personal preference. This is just the way I roll. It's a lot. Some people won't, um, like, uh, but, if something's printed at that point, it's, it's not for me to give feedback on, you know what I mean? And it, it's just, you know, it's just for me to either support and listen to, or, or, uh, or, you know, keep my thoughts to myself and not really, you know, cause, cause at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what I think, you know, <laughs> how important, cause I feel like we're living such a critical time right now, just cause everyone's on like Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat. Yeah. So many different ways of getting judged sometimes, but I think sometimes if you step back and you look at it, it's like, well, how important is it actually to judge someone? Cause you start thinking about it. And it's like, maybe it makes me feel good where I'm like, yeah, that sucks. Or like, yeah, that's like, all right. But at the end of the day, I hate like, that man. Yeah. People fuck with it or they don't fuck with it. And like, I feel like, that's Oh yeah, exactly. But exactly man like i i couldn't have said it better like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna comment on some dude's beat saying oh this is trash because why why would i do that you know like the the guy that shout out the dude that said suck on my song because he 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 just (laughs) he decided to put suck on my song and it it, it made me laugh to be quite honest like but then but just like if he were to listen that song just like just don't listen to the song. You know what I mean? Like, don't, don't like, don't listen to it. Just, just let it be. You know what I mean? Like the people that do comment nice things then fucking thank you. Like, thank you so much. Like that means, that means so much, but the, like the negative comments and stuff, like we don't need, we don't need that, man. We don't need that. In, like in like, uh, in, with art or music, we just don't need like there to be negativity. Like, you know, like uh, if you go to a museum and you see a painting and that painting has like a little dot and it's just a dot in the center. To me, I'd be like, oh, that's just a dot. That looks whack. Why, why, why would you even put that up in a museum? But then another person would be staring at it and they'd be like, that is the most profound, beautiful thing I've ever seen. You know what I mean? And so once you, once you kind of realize, you kind of you have to put art and music in the same, 
you know, they are the same thing, art and music. They're, they're basically the same thing. So it's like that, that uh, like, I think of them like music as like paintings. That artist had a different mindset than you do. You're, you have two different ears, two different brains, two different lives. And that's what's so beautiful about it, which is why when the music that really resonates you with you resonates with you, that's how you develop your connection to that artist. Yeah. It's because, for example, like, um, let me take a song like, uh, like, like the, actually, I'll, 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 this, is a, this is the first song that came to my head um, because it's just the newest song that I've been obsessed with. But there's a song by a guy named, uh, his at is uh, Beats by Fate, and his name is Fate. And he has like 300 followers on SoundCloud and he makes like hard wave music and RL Grime put one of his songs in his mix. And, um, and I was listening to this, to his mix the other night and uh, RL Grime's mix and he played the song and this song, it's so simple, but it resonated with me so hard. I was like, this song is beautiful. This hits like, this is such a gorgeous song. Like, and that's what that's what made me be like I I I connect with this artist like we we like we have the same ears or we have the same like we have the same taste and then I you know obviously dropped him a follow and shit like that so like like that that kind of you know like when when you you know obviously you listen to a lot of stuff that maybe you don't care for and then but but the stuff that you do care for that's that's the stuff that just really means a lot more you know yeah, well, it seems like music is a gateway to connect with people in a way that's really low friction, fun, and accepting, which is... Yeah, no, it should be. It should be, yeah. Yeah, maybe it's not always how it turns out, but I think that's what the world kind of needs right now is that feeling of, and I'm obviously generalizing quite a bit, but I think it's a good thing to say, is uh, you need that just kind of, it's scary to accept people the way they are and meet them halfway. And music yeah. is this channel where it's like, you like when it goes bleep, blop, bloop, bloop? Yeah. Like, like, dude, I swear, like when I, when I first started getting into electronic music, I, I listened to, I won't forget the first time I heard a boombox cartel song. It was Hefe. And I was like, this is fucking noise. Like, I can't stand this. I'm obsessed with boombox cartel now. I fucking love boombox cartel. He's my favorite, probably my favorite electronic artist. Like, you know, like, and like, it's all, it, it's all a matter of like growing into certain sounds. Like you never, like, it's a mood thing. You never know when your ears are going to switch up on you or when your taste is going to go different or like, and stuff like that. And that's part of the fun. You know what I mean? And, Another part of the reason why my artist name right now is just my initials is because I don't have anything to I don't have anything to like fall back on. You know, I'm I'm just me. I'm 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 just Andrew. Like my my initials are whatever. I again I said a million times before, but I just want to get to the point where people just call me Andrew just because I like I, that's that that's just gonna my my taste is gonna keep switching. Um, right now I love very cinematic bass music or hard wave and i really like drum and bass a lot too but like really into like trap and bass music and like and and um you know lighter stuff like but like i'll, I'll probably on my way to on my way to my buddy cameron's house tonight i'm probably gonna listen to like i don't know some like hey manu like you know new like future bass set or whatever you know uh, even though it doesn't make future bass but still like something like uh or like maybe i'll even listen to this d'angelo record because it's been like in my head ever since i mentioned it so you just never know you never know such an odd phenomenon too i've noticed this with um well i guess it's music in general but with like with edm like you said when you initially like may hear it or something like maybe a little bit more progressive sound 
like you may you're not gonna like may not get it at first. So like when you first time in the scene, like you you're gonna completely have a different taste than in years time from now. You're gonna be some completely different shit. Almost like dude, yeah. Almost absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I I actually have a quick thing. Um, that artist that I had said that I was in the club. And, and like my first time and I felt the room, the energy in the room start changing. And that's when I was like, holy shit, this is sick. I get this. Um, that was Jaws. <laughs> and so it was Jaws. Um, I haven't listened to Jaws in like two years. I hope he's doing well, but I haven't listened to him in so long. But like that to me at the time was like, damn, like this bass house shit is crazy. And like, now nah, I don't, I don't, I don't really listen to that stuff anymore. I still respect it. You know what I mean? I still, I still, I still like, you know, Jaws always has a special place in my heart, but like, as far as like, you know, was the first DJ that I'd ever seen at a club, but like, again, like, yeah, it, like kind of what you were saying, Devin, like, it just, it like, you know, it's, it switches. Like it just, it, it just feels like, I don't know. You just start, you just, you, you, it's just, your taste changes. Like I, if you told me that I would be listening to wonky ass, like off time trap, like two years ago, I would be like, this is terrible. Even six months ago, I was probably like, this is uh, this is not good. But now I'm obsessed with it. I'm obsessed. And like, you know, what's cool is like taking those different elements from all the stuff that you try and learn to produce. Like if you take something from like house music or something from, you know, drum and bass, like I use drum and bass, like drums in my trap beats all the time. Like I use, I use uh, well, like drum and bass, like breaks, like the techniques from like breaks and like hard wave music. I love like when like the breaks in between like the, the future stuff. You'll hear that on my song with um, with False Color Edelon. Uh, you'll hear like there's like some breaks in there and stuff that that like or just add more and that that's from like producing drum and bass, you know. Um, and so like all those elements and all the different um, like genres that you jump into to try and make you uh, you like you kind of you you collect your knowledge, you know what I mean? Um, like I that's another thing going back with like artist expression is like you know when Getter made the Visceral record he didn't get worse at bass music. He just, he got better at producing, you know, cause he made something completely different. And so he, so that, that's what I'm saying is like, you know, who's to say that after this podcast, cause again, I'm still thinking of this D'Angelo record that uh, I don't make some Neo soul shit after this. You know what I mean? Like, right. And then, and then I'll, you know, make Neo soul trap hard wave future music, you know, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But like with drum and bass, but no, yeah. Well, that's something uh, we were talking about the other day, just kind of how, how electronic music is, in a sense, like the pioneer, like the frontier for music right now. Do you, is it a pressure or is it like, an, is it exciting for you, like feeling like there's, there's like no limits really, essentially, right, when it comes to producing electronic music? Oh, yeah. It's so cutting edge, man. Like, again, I, I, the one thing that Tio said in his episode that was really cool is he said that genres are such a hard thing to define. And that, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Like, you know, at the end of the day, like, like, like all of my favorite artists, you just can't put them in a genre. They just make music. And like Tio said that, so I don't mean to copy him, but, but he was totally right by saying that. And uh, I think the cutting edge feel of, of, uh, of like, you know, having all these different things to pick from and choose from, because, you know, a lot of electronic music is sampling other music too. Um, like those break beats from drum and bass are from albums back in the seventies, you know what I mean? Like, and, and so on and so forth. And so like, like core by RL Grime is a, is a really famous Egyptian flute from like a long time ago. So it's like, it's like, that's the main sound that uh, that's from a, like a, that's a really old sample. So like, like 
you sort of like with today's technology, it's electronic because you're taking all these sources from all these different styles and combining it in your own thing, which is another reason why I've always loved Bonsai Collective. Um, and I'm so fucking excited to be releasing on them is because these guys are all about jazz music. Like they make jazz, they have jazz progressions in their stuff. They have really interesting sounds that like really interesting trap sounds that I've just never heard of before. Yeah. Um, and like, uh, I, I love how cutting edge they combine with like these amazing soundscapes and like, like just, uh, it's so hard to describe. It's in its own thing, but it's everything that I've always liked in an electronic music form. You know what I mean? Same with like Sable Valley. Sable Valley is like probably my, I mean, I'm wearing a shirt from them right now, but like they're, they're like RL Grimes label is so cutting edge. And that, that's, that's one of my other like low key, like, no, it's not low key. It's a high key dream of mine to be on Sable Valley. But um, like for them to, um, you know, have their like cinematic, like bass sounds and this just this energy and it's just good music. Like, you know, and, and, but you just i don't know i i, I, I if you can't tell, if you can tell i'm pretty passionate about just like like just like uh you know talking about how how you get to like the end result you know um and because it's that's that's something that took me the longest to figure out i'm still figuring it out every time i try to make music um but yeah i um wrote this down because a while ago you um dropped the name john mayer and, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of him. But... Oh my god, dude! I'm about to get clowned for this. I just want to let you know. Well, no, I, I mean I'm a huge fan as well. I think he's incredible, but I wanted to um, kind of ask what with an artist like John Mayer, who is very like, obviously very skilled at what he does. Yeah. What sets that man apart from all of the other very skilled guitar players that exist in the world? I'm going to get very clowned for this because I know I'm going to have friends and coworkers that listen to this. And I, and just like, it's, it's the second thing that people learn about me is that I'm the biggest John Mayer fan. <laughs> the first thing they learn about me is my name. The second, the second thing is that I love John Mayer. <laughs> and so I, I always get clowned for this because I, John Mayer in his own way is like his own meme. You know, he's like, everyone's like, oh, you like your body's a wonderland. I'm like, no, I don't. I don't like your body's a wonderland. I like his blues stuff. I like his guitar, but I like your body's a wonderland too, you know, but um, <laughs> maybe not. But, um, but anyways, so, but I'll, I'll get back to your question in a second. But yeah, I've been a fan of his since I was nine years old. Um, I've seen him 14 times. Uh, he's from Connecticut, like me. Uh, we're actually we're actually from the same county, so being a being a hometown hero is definitely uh, plays a big part in it. Um, I again, I've been a fan of his for more than half my life. I actually have a continuum poster right here, uh, but but uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm like I'm like the biggest. I'm I'm such a huge fan of his. Um, and so he's <clears throat> that that dude is literally exactly everything we've talked about. It's funny you bring him up right now, is because everything that we just talked about about artist expression and you know phases and getting from one thing to another he's been through in his career i mean if you look back to it i just mentioned it your body's a wonderland is a pop tune he then decided fuck that pop shit i'm gonna make i'm gonna play in a blues trio and i'm gonna show people that i love playing guitar and then he made another like sort of pop sort of bluesy album which is my favorite continuum mm -hmm. followed by battle studies which is another incredible record probably 
Battle Studies is probably my favorite record by him, but Continuum is known as his best. Um, and then after that, he went on a hiatus for four years and made a country album. You know what I mean? And then after that, he went even more country and lost some fans. And then he came back and made another bluesy, like, pop soul record thing. And, like, I – that's exactly kind of what we've been talking about. It's a great segue. Wow, you're really good at this, Devin. Um, and you, yes, you guys are really good at talking. But, uh, yeah, but, uh, like, that's literally exactly – what you yeah fucking Devin and Jack for for president man but like uh but like but like you uh but like no but they but like that's exactly what what I'm trying to say is like it's all about going through the waves of what you feel is good and what you feel is right for yourself at that time and that that's something that I guess subconsciously now that I'm now that I'm talking about this it's like damn like that's that's kind of what I've what we've been talking about this whole time but but also that's that's how it should be you know what I mean? Like when John Mayer was dropping that country shit, I was like, yeah, I'm not about this. But now I'll listen to it back and I'll be like, damn, like this is beautiful stuff, you know? Um, but I think what, what separates him from other, uh, <laughs> from other guitarists and from other like songwriters is that, well, first of all, is that he writes his own songs. He writes all of his own music. Um, that's so huge because now the, the standard modern day pop star, pop star has like a million different writers on one thing. And John Mayer has him in a band. And that to me is like, so dude, that dude is wired so different in the way that he finesses words and, and just like plays. And he's, he, to me, he's the coolest dude alive, honestly. Um, and so, uh, but like um, that said, uh, he, he, I think he separates himself from, from other people because he's unapologetically him, you know, he makes anything that he feels that is right. And, you know, if you're playing blues guitar and then you switch over to playing a country record, again, just like Getter, you didn't get worse at playing guitar. You just learned a new skill. You know, you learned a new technique. You learned a new style. And so that's why I think he separates himself from the pact uh, more than a lot of people. And also, if you're if you're the kid that pulls up to a party and picks up the guitar and people start calling you John Mayer, you know you made it if you're John Mayer. So... Yeah. Thank you very much. It's like it's like it's like oh, okay, John Mayer. It's like you know, being the John Mayer of something isn't really a bad thing. So yeah, uh, but yeah, on, on the guitar front, I'm very 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 influenced by by his style as well. Like he's uh, his tone, his uh, his tone, his his like his the way that he. I've seen him riff for like 20 minutes at a show I went to once, just nonstop on the same three chords and just went crazy. Each bar was different. He's a magician and uh, uh, is my, my, my favorite musician of all time, as well as songwriter of all time. Um, so uh, yeah, I haven't, I have actually haven't, haven't listened to John Mayer in, in a long time, uh, but that's probably what I'm going to listen to later, <laughs> to be honest. The thing is in, in, in lieu of this uh, episode earlier today, I was listening to his cover of uh, Bold as Love oh yeah the live one yeah 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 oh my god it's a great show yeah like you have to be a true genius (coughs) true magician to be able to pick up that song and like oh yeah make it your own but also keep the core beauty of it oh man a hundred percent dude and like the other thing too i I totally forgot to mention this uh the grateful dead stuff too that he's been doing as well like he's been he's been he's been touring as the role of jerry garcia yeah. which is like like that like again 
he didn't get worse at playing guitar. He's just he's getting better. He's learning Jerry Garcia licks. He's playing with the dead. You know what I mean? Like like that. That's a true artist to me. Like that's a true that's a true person that just does what they want to do at the time. Granted, he has the money and the the clout and the star points to do it. You know, like he like he he can go from being a pop star to getting all of the OG members from Grateful Dead in one band because he's John Mayer, but he's also just an incredible artist for doing that and for following what he wants to do. The the story behind why he decided to do the Grateful Dead is a beautiful thing. He was going in for a surgery and listened to Althea on the MRI and was like, damn, what is this? And then that sparked his obsession while he was recovering from his voice. Um, so yeah, yeah. So uh, I think that's, that's like in short how it went, but, um, but like that, that, that was like, holy shit, like this dude is just does what he wants to do. And, yeah. and I think that every artist should do that. You know, like, like, if you're if you're making like really really heavy bass music but you also want to take your try at making something lighter you should you should just try it you don't have to stick with your with your own thing and that's one thing that i that i definitely am going to try and do as my music progresses is not not staying in one sound but more having more sounds to pull from and to eventually be my own thing i love 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 electronic music for that reason I love I love electronic music because it combines all the stuff that that I've always liked in one format that other people do too. So and it's like yeah. something to an artist being like unapologetically themselves. Like another um, another example of somebody like that. Are you a fan of um, Kid Cudi? Uh, so uh, my uh, admittedly my Kid Cudi knowledge is vague, but I definitely do. I definitely know his music and. Uh, uh, but, but I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a outside fan of Kid Cudi. I'm not necessarily like a huge, uh, I, just cause I'm not as knowledgeable, but what were you going to say? Well, just an example. He, I mean, obviously he's like rap kind of more indie rap, but then he just all of a sudden dropped like, and you probably may not know, um, of the record, but it's a complete punk record. Like it, he just got inspired. Really? Nirvana. Yeah. But no, uh, after that. No was, way. It's called Speeding Bullet to Heaven. And it's a straight punk album. Like he got inspired by Kurt Cobain and what? like that. Yeah, and got and it's pretty. That's like, beautiful. I'm yeah. gonna, dude. I'm gonna definitely check him out. Then that's sick. Yeah. Holy <laughs> shit. Like that exactly. Like those are the kind of artists that I fuck with super hard, man. And I oh my god, like that. Yeah, no, like that. That kind of. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. I'm definitely gonna check that out. Like simple angsty like guitar riffs and like screaming. I'm like yes. <laughs> but but when I think Kid Cudi, I think of him like being a rapper. Yeah, but no, that's right. where he started. Yep. Wow. He was always really so ambitious with his sound too. Even in rap, he was kind of, he was almost feeding into EDM a little bit before yeah. that became a thing. Yeah. 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 That that's a true artist to me. That's a true artist. Um. Yeah. Like. Uh. Again, I I keep going back to my initials because that's just kind of what it is right now. Like I, I uh, like a lot of people. I think I said earlier. Like a lot of people, they'll be like, "Are you off?" It's 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 just my initials. It's just the letters, but. If, if I could just go by fucking Andrew, I would, you know, because it's just, at the end of the day, I'm just some dude that's like in my own little corner making music that I like. And uh, if other people like it too, then that's more than I could ask. And it's going to keep, it's going to switch. It's going to change. Right. It's going to, it's going to go from, I, I'm, I'm already going from making really heavy bass shit to making more melodic like sounds and like electronic music. And uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm really liking it so far, but who's to say I won't go back and, and I won't go even further back and make even darker stuff, you know, like it, it's, 
it's kind of how I'm feeling. And that's the beauty behind music. And that's the beauty behind production is, um, you know, with guitar, it's like, yeah, there's different styles to play on guitar. There's different like tunings you can do and there's different types of music you can play. But when you have your computer in front of you and like an endless source of things to pull from, you can make whatever you want. And that's what's so cool about it. And the barrier to entry nowadays too, you can do it from your computer and you can download Ableton as compared to a hundred years ago, which you still could create music, but you literally can get any sound that you really need yeah. via your computer, which is a beautiful thing. We're in a crazy time with that. Yeah. We're, we're right now. It's only going to be even crazier. Like right now I, I, there, we have every tool imaginable to make good music. And that's, that's, that's all, that's what's really inspiring to me too, is that, is that I, I heard someone say this a while ago. I forgot who said it, but like, I'll, I'll repeat it. Like we, we as producers all kind of pull from the same pot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like we all pull from clips or samples or drums or whatever, but it's a matter of like how you arrange them and do them differently is what sets you apart. And also what makes you, um, what makes your sound kind of like stick out, you know, like, uh, like, uh, I like, again, the, the core sample of Arl Grad, like that, the Egyptian flute that's been used in jungle tracks, drum and bass tracks. It's been used everywhere. It's a very popular sample, but he took it and made what like a quintessential trap song from it. You know, that he basically, yeah, everyone knows core, you know, and that, that came from the same pot of, of sounds that we, you know, could all, could all use. And so, um, yeah, that's, a, that's another really cool thing about it as well. I, I, I produce a lot with like using samples and pulling from sources as well. I'm, I'm kind of a sound design novice right now. Like I, I, I like to, I like to like make my own sounds with synths and stuff like that, but I'm definitely more of like a, like a rearranged mangle sample kind of guy. Um, and, uh, but but I mean, hey, that's 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 the name of the game. Hip hop records are that too, like sampling old like old records and stuff like that. And so, electronic music is like sampling hip hop, which is sampling other things, which is sampling other things, and it all goes down the it all goes down the chain. And also, it's all about breaking rules too, you know. And it's like going back to like what you're talking about, just having that that sauce and making it your your own thing. And yeah, oh yeah, it's like everything on the sun's already been created, especially with music. There's only so many. No, that's right. So many things you can right. do. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's and progressions cool. too. Yeah. Cool part about EDM. It's like, we're going to pay homage to the stuff that's already been created, but we're also going to make our spin of it and make it completely something else, you know? Which is why it's so, it's like, uh, which is another kind of what you, you both had mentioned before is like, like your ears progress over time. It's like, like, um, you know, I, I when I learned, when I first listened to Hefe by Boombox Cartel, I was like, what the fuck is this? And now I'm like, oh, I'm like, this is so sick you know like this is such this is so cutting edge and then like people one of my other favorite producers his name is uh his name is misfit msft um his his stuff is super loud and very like very like one note like buh. like it's very like but it's but it like there's all these like elements around that same like bass sound and it's like that to me a few years ago would have been like what is this but he wouldn't have made that a few years ago because he he keeps switching his art artistry you know what i mean and it's like I don't know. It's like, it's about breaking rules. Like I mentioned, like throw a saturator on your master channel and see what result it does. You know what right. I mean? Like, like turn some buttons that you don't know what they do and, and you might make something cool out of it and rearrange it differently, you know, um, keep pushing the boundary. And, and, um, cause chances are like other, like you're, you're ahead, you're more ahead than you already think you are. You know what I mean? You don't need to, you can feel influenced by people, but, but at the end of the day, you're, you're yourself. 
and uh you're you're that that's another reason why genres are a little bit like are, are definitely like a, a hot topic right now because people don't really like defining stuff by a genre uh, especially right now like that could very well change like but we're we're going to a point of there not being a genre like electronic music is like the, the umbrella phase but like it just in trap music alone there's trap hybrid trap you know all this like stuff like that i don't even keep up with you know but uh you know it's just about making music and like what, what what sounds good and what other people will respond to as well as like yourself sometimes putting that that name i think on the production takes some of the beauty out of it because then you're saying this in all of its entirety is just this like rough category but when you actually sit in with the music it's so much more than just what the words are saying it is yeah yeah 100 yeah 100 percent like uh yeah yeah no uh definitely that like um yeah no i i uh i i think that we're headed towards a really good like like spot with with uh you know people staying like people doing other different things and i think that that cutting edge feel going back to the previous question was like i feel like that cutting edge feel of electronic music is where the innovation behind music now lies um and i and i i think that it's it's been around for a while but it's only gonna get even bigger like look at like every pop record on the on the on the radio right now like that's that's electronic music you know um technically you know and so uh you know who's to say that you know someone like you know misfit won't be on top t top 40 one day with making aggressive bass music but you know <laughs> anything pop music would just be a way of learning people in to check out different genres because it's something like yeah accessible and it'll get you in the pool and then you can it's easier to digest too yeah i agree with that like it's easier to digest as well like you know like someone like like jack U, right like jack U with skrillex and diplo like that like th they made that justin bieber record but then they also made like other stuff you know what i mean so like definitely like like the the justin bieber record was like a lot more easy for like people that maybe aren't as familiar with that kind of genre to digest but as time goes by and people's taste goes different um you know uh then like you know then yeah, absolutely like we're, we're we're seeing the switch is happening as we speak and that's really cool um in my opinion uh, like it's I, I i think that it's like the switch is happening and it's only getting progressed uh further and um especially with things like you know artists uh that are like on the underground like we had mentioned previous like uh, coming uh, like coming up through this time of everybody being on the same playing field and getting a little bit more exposure um uh, like the fact that rl grime dropped that song that i had said the the uh, fates fates track yeah. Fate has 300 followers on everything and rl grime is has millions of fans right. and like the fact that even he like noticed this dude is like that just shows you kind of in the spot that we're in right now yeah you know for sure. It's really unprecedented how people can access music and what fits them now. You know, it's so, it can be so individualized. Someone can look on Spotify, SoundCloud, all these streaming platforms and just get access to thousands of artists as opposed to having to go to a record store and buy one record and have to save up $10 to get, you know, a whole album, which is beautiful in its own sense. Hence the album one, which is over here. And, and <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Vinyl's coming back in the style because there is that interest. That's true too, man. Yeah, vinyl's coming back. Like I've I've got all these like I got my record player right here too. And like like it's it's coming back in full force. Like that's what's really cool too, is like 
like yeah we we live in an age with like digital platforms like finals were dead like like what you were just just saying jack like like you know we like with streaming services and technology we have access to like millions and millions of songs right and like um you know of all different kinds and uh but it's really cool that like when i buy a record it's because i want to own it you know i want to have it with me that's my record i you know something about the art on the inside the 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 the, you know the the artwork and the the inserts and stuff is really cool it makes you feel like a bit, bit of a more personal connection to the record um like uh yeah so i think i think uh, exactly that like uh, i love how i like the place the spot that we're headed towards with like there being a digital side of it obviously but i i mean you guys and myself like we're we're just two people that we we have our own records that we have you know and like uh or uh like that's like or sorry we're three people i don't know why i said we're two people we're three <laughs> people and I are one yeah that was i was referring to you guys as one that's my bad but <laughs> but uh but like, like we have our record collection, you know what I mean? And that's, 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 that's a, a bunch of other people have that too, you know? And, and so I really like that. I really like that vinyl is back too. Cause uh, there's something kind of therapeutic about like, like playing something front to back, you know, mm-hmm. like, like having a, having a, like a record that you're going to put on and listen, you know what I mean? And you're from front to back, you can't skip, you can't shuffle you can't you can't like choose a different song you know like it, it's it, so there's something really nice about about that conversation you know would, would you agree it kind of becomes like a conversation with the artist and it's that whole another level of intimacy as opposed to being able to bounce around everything else it's like this is what i'm trying to say in this album without words with some words but mostly with sounds and then like let's see where it takes you. definitely um i i am definitely guilty of being that kid that had got their first ipod and would shuffle every single song and skip songs and skip <laughs> skip from one song to another and then i and then and then i would start getting really into artists like i would like listen to one artist for a while or skip artists that you know different moods based on that and then as soon as i got this record player like you said it beautifully like it's a conversation like now i listen to records like front to back like i i listen because that that's a story you know what i mean there's a reason why the artist put like that song before that song before before that song you know in their in their body of work a compilation is a little bit different like a a compilation you kind of like throw all these songs in one thing and you know kind of match <coughs> excuse me match the mood of like you know the the tracks on a compilation with like multiple artists but like um like an album like there's like the the beauty behind where how an album flows is like is a is a great thing and something like that is like you know like i've mentioned them before but like pink floyd like all of their records are like like those like it's a story like you have to listen to, you can't just listen i mean you can i do but like you, you if you're gonna listen to dark side of the moon you're gonna listen to the full record you know um uh then again, I, you know, I'm also a hypocrite because I'll definitely skip to some songs inside of Dark Side of the Moon, but, you know. Well, the idea that it's there, and I hope, I hope that with the way electronic music is, and just music in general is structured now, I hope that, you know, we don't stray away from the idea of an album too much because it seems like, you know, artists are doing, uh, it's, you see it less, or at least I, I noticed it less with electronic artists, like doing yeah. albums, but Oh my God, I would like, I, I plug them almost every episode, but Son, album one, like that was the album that like sucked me into electronic There's music. always that one. There's always that one album or, or artist that will suck yeah. you in. Yeah, yeah, I agree, man. No, like, um, 
he especially like I am a huge fan of Bitbird. Um, I, I love uh, I love um, Drulu, Drolo, whatever. Uh, they're they're so great. Um, like uh, yeah, uh, but, but what'd you say? I missed that. Oh, Jolo, or uh, what would my friends say, Doctor Olo? Yeah, uh, <laughs> but uh, but um, but like, yeah, I, you know, it's funny you mentioned that though. Like, like uh, uh, electronic art music albums aren't really a thing. So shout out San Holo for doing that because that that definitely is like that's a rarity. And I'll be honest, there's not a ton of electronic music albums that have come out that I really like understand or like. Um, yeah. The ones that I do like, because because a, lo- a lot of electronic music based on singles are like EPs too, you know, um, not not so much full length twelve track, twelve to fourteen track albums. Um, but some of my favorites are uh, I haven't listened to this one in fucking two years, but uh, Porter Robinson's Worlds, uh, front front to back, beautiful. Um, it's that's a great record. I mean, that's that's like that is a world. Like that is that is like. Like he he has a message in that whole whole record, and he he made it come across in twelve tracks or however long he has. It starts beautifully, it ends beautifully. Um, uh, R.L. Grimes' Nova is really good, um, uh, but uh, one of my, my probably my favorite electronic music record is is uh, G. Jones' The Ineffable Truth. Um, that that one is like it has breaks of there being piano with a forest in the back of just like this crazy soundscape and like with like the synth and then it goes to like blah, 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 like crazy like like sounds like how g jones does but like that that album that record is a journey you know and that that's like that that kind of style of 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 album in electronic music is something we don't see a lot of like you said but would be cool if more artists would would make that a goal of theirs um but eps are like EPs are just as cool, you know, like, like, uh, like four to five track EPs. Cause you can have a collection of work in, in an EP and put it out. And it's like, that's, that's, that's really dope to me too. So it's like, we might not be getting the full albums for a while, unless you're like a mainstream artist, like, you know, I don't know, Skrillex is supposed to come out with an album. Boombox Cartel is supposed to come out with an album, but for now with us the small guys like the like EPs are great like the best EP that I've heard all year is uh is by Caption uh he has an EP called Okami listen to that thing front to back it's gorgeous like every every record is just like it's beautifully placed it's its own world you get moments of feeling aggressive you get moments of feeling calm and like you so it's definitely obtainable and and it's so cool that something like electronic music which is so computer and sample based is able to obtain you know um have you heard of a guy called east coast yes yes he, he came out with an ep the other day i think yeah he did. yeah okay. i i dude i still haven't listened to it but yeah he's he's like he's on bitbird right yeah well uh, yeah some of the stuff's really something dude yeah no he's yeah he's a like that's an artist man like yeah yeah i've, I've heard some of his stuff and it's like that's beautiful stuff. Yeah, I, I I definitely like East Coast a lot. One of the and why bring it up? I think one of the pros for EPs is like you can kind of it's and you probably know a lot better than I do. But you can kind of get him out a little faster. Like his his EP is about like over the past year he 
lost his father a year ago and over the past year he just made these three songs and like this was just his emotions of grief over the past year and put that on like that is gorgeous but beautiful yeah i i agree and and you're absolutely right in saying that you can you can get them out a little bit faster like again like a, a song is sort of like like we had we had talked earlier like when you when you have a song printed it's it's your moment in time right like it's it, it did its purpose for that moment in time and like um something like like what east coast did i actually didn't know that i'm gonna definitely listen to that with a whole new appreciation um but like uh like yeah you are able to get those songs that moment you know a little bit you know uh faster absolutely and like i think that's so cool that he did that because like he's gonna look back years from now at when he dropped that ep and it's gonna be a lot more significant to him you know i'm sure um just like you know like just the fact that we're even talking about that you you can kind of feel an, an emotion and like that kind of world through that is is uh is super special yeah I agree. Yeah. Music's like this little capsule of emotion and it's timeless and it stays archived. It's so interesting that you can just come back to it whenever, especially nowadays. Click oh, yeah. Which, again, opens a portal to some other experience or world, but in a way that's so not intimidating. I mean, it can be. I guess some dubstep sets can be. <laughs> some but scary as fuck. Yeah. yeah. But it'll just kind of invite you in and it takes you to this different place and creates. It's literally magic, like we've been talking about. It'll just create these connections in your brain where you can like, wow, this is like a different way of thinking about this, a different way of feeling. It's just such a interesting service. And we always tell this to producers when we have them on the show, but like, thank you for doing what you yeah. do. Oh, yeah. Have a service in that sense, though, you know, you don't take it too seriously because you want to have fun and you want to like be in that play state of where you're creating and you're being authentic with you. But I think there's just so much benefit in having music as a gateway for people to enter into and just explore themselves and be their own person. And well, you know, artists that have the right intentions that are getting into it because they want to do good in the world. It's just very motivating. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. I, and I feel like my, my voice hurts from talking so much, so I'm sorry about that. Uh, but, uh, but I feel like I just talked my ass off. Like I don't typically do that. So I appreciate you. Appreciate you guys giving me an outlet to talk. And, and you know, what's, what's really cool. Like, thank you. Thank you for that. But what's, what's so nice is that there's so many of, there's so many people like, uh, like me and like, like my, my homies and stuff like that, that are just like, that are just really trying to do the thing, right. Really trying to make, make stuff that we feel is good. And like what we want other people to feel. And so I, I always say to people like, like, you know, like you guys, maybe that, like, I mean, I see you have drums and guitar stuff in the back. So maybe you guys do make music, but we'll definitely talk about that. But, uh, another time, but, um, but like, uh, you know, the li listeners and people that, that give people an outlet for people like us to be able to, to share and, and do our thing are just as important. So thank you right back. Oh, your voice, you say your voice hurts, so we don't want to strain the vocals too much. <laughs> I'm sorry for talking so much. I talked oh, my ass right off. Time, That's what we want. Yeah, so where, right. what are good places? We know you're on uh, Electric Hawk, and then you're also producing. Yeah, so I, I've got, um, is this plug time? I, I think this, plug is, this is plug time, right? All right, plug time. So plug time is DMs are open. Anybody listening, hit me up if you uh, – if you wanted to chat music or want any advice, I love helping people out with, with that kind of stuff. Uh, always, always down uh, for that. Um, but yes, so I have 
uh, two tracks on electric hawk. At this moment in time, in October, uh, November 1st, 2020, I have two tracks out on electric hawk, one with false color. Um, it's called Edelon. The other one's called Massive. And then I have a song called Be Like out on my uh, myopic sounds. Um, and uh, all music is on Apple Music, Spotify. I saw this thing called Deezer. I don't know what that is, but it's on there too. Uh, and then uh, and, uh, when this episode comes out, I'll also have a release on Bonsai Collective, which I'm super stoked for. Thank you. Um, and then more to come. I'm hitting music all the time. And so uh, if you guys wanted to join the journey and, and come through and listen to my stuff, then it's very well appreciated. And I would love anyone forever for that. So, yeah. <laughs> Cheers to that. Cheers, guys. Thank you so much for having me on. Appreciate it. That is the conclusion of today's episode. I really, really enjoyed talking with Andrew. And I hope you guys... Uh, those of you that stuck around um, enjoyed the conversation as well. I think he's a very inspirational and dope dude. Um, we, we um, by that I'm meaning Jack and I are hyper aware that our audio is uh, not the best and we are working on getting new equipment just so we can offer a better, better product and, you know, um, just overall a better experience when listening to our audio. So, um, you know, growing pains. Um, but I really am happy with the way this episode um, content-wise turned out, and I'm looking forward to keeping in contact with Andrew and hopefully uh, working with him in the future. And um, he is um, currently working on getting a set ready for us, so we will keep everyone updated on who, what, where, when, and why, um, as far as that goes. But anyways, uh, peace and love. As always, stay caffeinated.